0: We have seen that athletes, sports people, um, film stars are able to buck the system. We have had international acts come here. Look at the festivals that have been taking place. And it does seem that the rules can be bent and stretched depending on who you are or how well you lobby or how sympathetic the authorities are to your request. And... It's interesting because at the same time this was going on, an Auckland events company has hit a brick wall trying to get approval from the Ministry of Health for an offshore conference. Fortis Events had planned a a ship charter for a corporate client as a replacement for their offshore conference. That was meant to take place in Bali in 2020. So they said, righto, well, we'll get a cruise ship in New Zealand waters and it'll be fine. They've now been told by the Ministry of Health that their application is limited to 100 passengers on the ship, they need to accommodate 174. The company's frustrated as two weeks ago up to 25,000 people were at Rhythm & Vines. So if 25,000 people can go to a confined space, why cannot 174 go into a confined space? Fortis Events Managing Director Joel Torbett joins me now. Good morning to you Joelle.
1: Morning Kerry, how are you? Good, have I summed it up pretty much? Yep, you've hit the nail on the head. That's okay. exactly the problem we're facing.
0: So what what was the response that they've given to you? Did I assume you pointed out the Rhythm and Vines event and the Ministry of Health came back and said...
1: Nothing, so we oh. haven't had any response. <laughs> we're still waiting. So we've written to um, the Ministry of Health, we've written to Ashley Bloomfield... Uh, Minister Nash, Minister Hipkins, um, and yeah, we haven't been given any reasoning as to why there's the hundred-person limit. When, as you say, there's other events going on in the country with up to twenty-three thousand people attending. Is it the cruise ship aspect? Uh, we know we haven't been given the reason, as I say, but you know, safety is paramount. The crew is coming down; they get here on the second of February. They will have been at sea for three weeks. They've had negative. COVID test before they left. Once they get down here, they've tested again. Um, So it's just like, you know, the fishermen, everyone coming into the country, the safety procedures will take place first. Then it is a domestic cruise. It's going to the Bay of Islands. We've got 87 couples that know each other that are going to be on this cruise ship. So, you know, we, we don't see the issue of, if they were having 87 couples in a hotel, what's the difference between them being in a hotel holding this conference or holding it in the boat in the Bay of Islands?
0: Is it the fact that they are? It is an overseas crude boat. Is that the sticking point? I mean, I, we're only they, speculating. They not any reasoning. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. only speculation.
1: But, I mean, we'd love we'd love to have the conversation to understand why the reasoning, um, just to help us. Because you know, we've got our client that's trying to um, you know catch up with all their clients that they weren't able to do last year. They everyone's done the sacrifice of lockdown. Uh, we're trying to put money back into the economy. We've had the refunds back from from Bali um, so that money it's half a million dollars we're trying to reinvest back into the New Zealand economy the boat while it's overseas it's purchasing all the food and beverage in New Zealand um, it's being maintained here you know so it is supporting the domestic economy. I thought we were closed to cruise ships. Uh, no they gave the Ministry of Health uh, gave approval to this um, on the 17th of December so right. um, it was the second boat and the first one um, arrived in Middleton. Uh, In early December, that was the Heritage Expedition, so this is the second boat that they've given approvals for. The boat's been approved, but they've put a 100-person limit on the boat. There are 112 crew on the boat, so it's not even like there's a total of 100 people on the boat. There'll be 212 people on the boat. See,
0: this is harking back to the bad old days when we had the first week of of the first lockdown, where rules were being made on the fly and there was no rhyme nor reason for them and they were changing by the day and you could kind of understand it at the time because nobody really did know globally what was going on but now it's a, there doesn't seem to be any reason for random rules
1: oh exactly we feel this is really inconsistent you know we're a kiwi company we lost 95% of our revenue last year we've been told to pivot we're trying to look at ways to you know bring our group together in a unique way so that they can all catch up so that we can re-spend the money domestically. Um, And, yeah, we just feel it's really inconsistent that, yeah, rules are made up, there's no reasoning being given to us. Um, As I say, safety is paramount, but there's no real reason around a health risk um, when all the procedures have been followed and it will be couples, as a private domestic charter, it'll be couples that know each other on there versus 23,000 individuals that don't know each other all in a mosh pit uh, a few weeks ago. And weren't there overseas acts there as well? Yeah, exactly. They've all been given permission to come in and do quarantine and do these things, and yeah, we we just can't can't get our event afloat unattended. Yeah,
0: well, it's interesting because that also ties in with a a story on RNZ about um, Gray Bartlett, who said his acts, you know, the sort of acts that he wants to bring in, have been denied permission to come in. But anything kind of trendy like RuPaul or um, British edgy British comedians and the kind of groovy music acts that have been at the festivals they've been allowed in, but anyone sort of mainstream hasn't.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it, it's to the point you were making before um, before this story around yeah. the Australian Open as well. It feels like um, celebrities and uh, people with money that can bypass the rules can get through, but you know companies that are just trying to survive um, we're not we're not we're not getting a, a hearing.
0: Well, Angus has texted in and said, it's simple, Kerry, the concert has 25,000 potential votes from young people. The conference has no political upside. (laughs) (laughs) Cynical, but possible. I mean, we're only speculating here because you haven't heard any reasons as to why, have you?
1: No, and we just love to to, um, hear back from the ministry um, and, and, you know, have the conversation. Uh, The the conference is on the 15th of March. We're running out of time. Um, You know, we really want to to get this off the ground but there's a lot of organising that goes into this so we really need to to have an answer sooner rather than later.
0: So it's for a New Zealand company
1: and it's been put on by a
0: New Zealand company and although it's a charter boat, all of the food and the beverages will be supplied by New Zealand businesses. Yes. Have you put a, a ballpark figure on what it's going to bring in?
1: Uh, it's over half a million dollars yeah. of investment from this um, New Zealand company.
0: Okay. Right. Well, I'm probably unlikely to get answers from the ministers as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I will do my level best to try. And We really appreciate we appreciate you um, bringing this issue to light because, yeah, we're, we're, we've hit a few walls and we just really want to, to get some answers and try and make this work, as I say. Is this
0: because you're trying to keep the business alive until, say, it's a business based around travel and event travel
1: so yes so Fortis events um our business is we manage conferences and incentives um we also took groups overseas to sporting major sporting events like the Australian Open Melbourne Cup so um yeah we we take we generally take Kiwis overseas so we are um this year looking at ways to be able to, to support uh Kiwi companies to do things onshore and to support you know, the tourism industry, which is struggling here as well. So we have a number of other things in the pipeline, um, but, this, you know, we really want to keep our staff employed, and it's really important that, you know, we understand why decisions like this are being made that are stopping us from, from operating.
0: Um Somebody, and this is a very, very good point, and it shows just how quickly we become, our necks become bent to authority, but uh, why do they need permission? Somebody says, <laughs> we're having a 60th, there are 70 people it's a private function why do they need to ask permission to put the conference on if you're not flying people in and
1: I guess that the, the boat had to get approval to come in as you say around yeah. um, what, what boats are allowed in so it's a condition of the boat being allowed to come into New Zealand that that they have the Ministry of Health has put this condition on the use of the boat as opposed to approval of our event
0: right that yeah. is so random it is. It is. We can't see the logic.
1: <laughs> I'm struggling <laughs> to. As like I say, there's no, there's no other limits on anything else in the country. So. No,
0: there aren't. Okay, we'll see what we can do, but it does seem incredibly random.
1: It's very frustrating, very inconsistent.
0: Joelle, thank you. Joelle Torbett, Managing Director of Fortis Events, wondering why on earth the Ministry of Health has put a limit of 100 New Zealanders on board a boat for a specific industry conference for... The industry itself, the um, business itself, and their key clients—they want to have a hundred and or eighty-seven couples, so hundred and seventy-four individuals attend the conference. No, no, just the hundred. Why? Silence. That's not good enough. News talks.